Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 73. We are back from our mid-season recording break, and I am your co-host, Nigel. That's usually where Tazzy comes in uh, and says she's a content creator and co-host. Unfortunately, we don't have Tazzy for our return for our mid-season break. She is under the weather. She's come down with something, so... She won't be with us today or next week, but we'll be back the week after, so later in the month. So that means uh, you've got me, one half of this uh, podcasting duo, and a guest. So we do have a guest, so allow me to introduce our first guest back from our break, content creator Daniel Morris. Daniel, welcome back. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Uh, we need you. I need you. So, <laughs> I mean, otherwise, it'll just be me talking, uh, talking to myself. Not that I'm opposed to doing that, but it doesn't necessarily make for good po- podcasting. So thank you for joining me. Daniel was last with us on our roundtable, our gaming roundtable episode number 41. We'll drop that link in the show notes. Uh, we're switching things up. Well, for Dan, anyway on a story a deep dive story episode so slightly different format but uh yeah dan is here with us and we're gonna break down uh, our chosen story for today but before we do that to remind people that you can subscribe to story x story on apple podcast spotify and wherever you get your podcast from you can also send us feedback and questions to feedback at mymatter.com you can drop them in our Discord or throw them at us on social media. We are at MyMeta on Twitter, at TV on Instagram, and at Tazzy on both. So like I said, we've got a deep dive for this episode. But as we do, I'm going to give a, an update on the latest goings-on in the MyMeta universe. Got a few things that we're working on. Uh, so I've been mentioning for a number of episodes uh, now and even when we had our one of our bonus episodes from our mid-season live stream we talked about our latest manga which is serious through the fog so this is a story inspired for lack of a better word by the pandemic it sees the characters uh, blake serious and his supernova team having to face an unexpected pandemic scenario and sort of make it towards their well kind of recover and sort of go through and make it towards their dreams and their goals in the face of an unprecedented situation not unlike what we've all been through in the past year and a half Uh, so this is still in progress i said summer we're still in summer Uh, i think i did say july but uh, that's kind of come and gone but we are working through the art um, the artwork so penelli is working on the final pages for what initially was going to be a 20 odd something 20 odd page story uh, it's now a 40, I think 45 page, so it's uh, <laughs> uh, there's more in there than I'd anticipated. So we've been working through that, but we're working through the artwork and we've got um, the pages ready or we're preparing the pages for print. So we're looking to have that uh, done in August before the end of summer and uh, hopefully also be able to do a launch live stream at some point in uh, August as well. So we will let people know uh, in our discord on social media uh, and also in our mailing list so if you're not on our mailing list you can join that and once we get all the details together we will uh, shout about that let you know where you can catch it uh, and as i mentioned we had a mid-season live stream 
we did a multiple segments where we talked about different stories. And the first one, we had a discussion with the Mayamata team. So we had Lau and Penali join us talking about our favorite stories, but also talking about the process of making Sirius through the fog and also shared uh, some of our characters, our, our Mayamata characters and whose character looks most like them. The answer is Lau, but you can still check out that that live stream have you seen those characters dan i'm going to, have to show i think i've seen i think i've seen a few of them yeah yeah because <laughs> uh you've you've met lao have you met lao yeah 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 okay yeah. all right cool so if you've if you've met lao i feel and you see his character i feel like yeah, you yeah. will agree but also apparently my character is really like me as well so there we go <laughs> um over in the gaming side of my matter we are now in a new month which means we have a new games night coming up well, coming up at the end of this month. So every month we are um, playing a different game with Studio 77 members on uh, Twitch livestream. Uh, so you can watch us. It's usually on the last Thursday of the month. I think this month it might be last Friday, which is the 27th. So we're going to confirm that and then put that out uh, on, our, on our Discord and social media. Uh, but we are going to be playing Pokemon Unite, which is the new free-to-play uh, sort of battle arena pokemon game i've not played it yet have you checked that out dan i played a little bit so like the tutorial i did and yeah i mean from what i played it was it seemed quite fun um but i need i need to get back into it play it a bit bit more cool i've not played it at all basically what happens with these games nights i think apart from the one we did on rocket league it's basically me being introduced to a new game that everyone <laughs> else has been playing for ages so, long ago. yeah <laughs> yeah so we played the last one we did was identity v or identity 5 from the so mm-hmm. which one uh, which one it is and then rocket league which i had played before uh fortnite which i'd never played before i know uh and roblox <laughs> which i'd also never played before so it's basically just introduce nigel to a new game but <laughs> it works it works and you can actually check out the highlights of the roblox and the fortnite games night on our youtube channel so i recommend that because yeah we had a uh, a good time a uh, good time on both and then we have our next Gamepad Online events coming Saturday the 16th of October. That's uh, free and live on Twitch and hosted by Tazzy. So we're going to be bringing back the Friendly Fire competition with new teams and new games. We've got, uh, I think we're still to confirm, although I think by the time this comes out, we would have confirmed it, but we're looking at uh, Rocket League, we're looking at Overcooked, and we're looking at Knockout City. Uh, so we're going to mix things up a little bit from previous events and also bring uh, industry interviews with games professionals. I think for this autumn event, we're going to be doing a panel as well. So all that stuff is going to be announced as we pin down the details. So make sure, like I mentioned, you're following us on social media, in our Discord or on the mailing list and you'll get that. Uh, tickets are free and we're going to be doing an autumn artwork to mark the event. So for summer... We did an artwork around uh, Tazzy's character in the My Matter universe. Uh, so we're going to be coming up with new artwork and that's going to be going out to the Discord community, the high-res version. And then we're going to we'll be printing a canvas of the artwork and raffling that off to one lucky ticket holder. So yeah, make sure you get your tickets and join us for that. We'll have more to say as we put together the details. But that is some of what is going on with My Matter. Let's talk stories, starting with our story of the week. This is usually the bit that, that Tazzy does, but I'm going to try and uh, 
I'm not going to try and do Tazzy's voice because that would just <laughs> not go right. But um, this is the spoiler-free discussion about what stories people have been reading, watching, or playing. Uh, so we're going to start with our guest, Dan. What stories have you been enjoying? Okay. So I think in terms of sort of like TV series, I have been loving the Superman and Lois series, which I was quite surprising because um, mm. I've... I've I sort of got into the the CW shows like I think back when Green Green Arrow first started, and then I sort of dropped off. And then every now and again, I'd watch like maybe a bit of Supergirl here and there, or a bit of Flash. And I wasn't really feeling them that much. So when I heard I was this on show, Flash was, for a while, yeah, and then um, yeah, I, I just couldn't stick with that one. And then yes, when I when I heard that Superman and Lois was coming on, I thought maybe I'll give it a go. And from like episode one, I've just loved it. It's like all the characters have just grown on me. Okay. Yeah, it's just good storyline as well. It's, I, I definitely recommend it. If, if, if you haven't watched it, go and, go and give it a go, especially if Superman's one of your, one of your favorites. Yeah, Superman's an interesting one because I'm, I'm not a fan of Superman. It depends what they do <laughs> yeah. in the story. Because mm -hmm. I always say like Superman's a difficult character to make interesting just because he's so perfect. I think I think with this as well because he's um like he's he's married to Lois and he's got kids as well now, so it's okay. like sort of like a family dynamic, and oh, um, I think that just makes it, his character a bit more interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely, definitely give it a go. Um, I won't say too much. I won't sort of spoil anything. So yeah, just, yeah. just go watch it and see. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, that that that's sort of like the TV side of things. In terms of like gaming, I've been. I've been playing quite a few games. Um, so Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is a really good game. Um, I haven't got spit sunk as much time as I'd like to into that one because I'm just playing so many at the same time and it's like trying to find time to play everything. But um, that one, Zelda Skyward Sword. Oh, the, the remake? Yeah, yeah. How are you finding it? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm liking it. It's still... I, had, I played it on the Wii um, and I completed it on that. And... Um, there were certain things I didn't really, that didn't really gel with me. And I feel like they're still there. I think it's just in, in terms of the gameplay mechanics, I think. Sometimes they're just a little bit too finicky. Even still in, in the remake? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a little bit. For me anyway. I, I, even though they've added like button controls as well. I do feel like sometimes it's just a little bit too fiddly to really get into it and enjoy it properly. Um, but yeah, the story, the story, the music, if you've not, again, another one, if you've not played, definitely give it a go. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's mainly just my sort of my issues with the story driven game. But it's very interesting, interesting characters, interesting game mechanics. I have not heard the greatest <laughs> feedback about that yeah. game. So the story of Miss Marvel and gives you sort of like a background to her character. I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed seeing her sort of interact with the other marvel characters the multiplayer side of things is good but it can get a bit repetitive and i think that's where people had the sort of the issue with like staying staying the long long term of the game uh, I, I know they've got a black panther dlc coming out in a couple of weeks which should be good that adds like new levels new characters things like that so that should like sort of be something refreshing for the game so that's what i'm looking forward to but yeah i mean i can see why people got bored of it because it is a lot of like grinding and doing the same same missions, fighting the same sort of enemies, and I feel it's just one of those games that needs to be updated quite regularly, sort of thing. Oh, okay, so it needs that content. It needs that. It does. Yeah. It. it I mean, I, I guess you know we've 
we've been in the pandemic so obviously things have been a bit slower but yeah i think it does need to i think they need to sort of if they want to keep it going for a long period of time they need to be able to churn out more more sort of dlc like what they're doing with the, the black panther one and what they did with the hawkeye the hawkeye dlc which came out quite recently as well i think okay but yeah, it's, so it's a good game it. it's a good game i am sticking with it yeah definitely it's uh i mean if you love marvel characters yeah it's a it's a it's a really good game okay yeah that's definitely the most positive i've uh, <laughs> I've, I've played it like very briefly at uh, egx which feels like an age ago like the physical uh, egx (laughs) uh, event when um before it came out and yeah i felt it's a game i could i could definitely get into i like the marvel characters Mm -hmm. the the concern i had or have just hearing some of it is i don't think i would be interested in the multiplayer side of things so it's like how well does that single player the story side hold up so the only thing i would say i would say it's good but it is very short so depending on your you know how how you sort of play the game you could be done with it in maybe a few days something like that but it is good it's just very short that's what i would say yeah and you can you can do the online portion in a single player and have like um the computer um sort of helping you out so yeah i mean you don't need to to and then the story does continue in the online portion of the game as well so yeah you don't need to be playing playing with other um, people online okay yeah yeah, we'll see. I might uh, give that a go and see what it's see what it's like. So, so I have been I've been watching stuff. Actually, I've been I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading some comics, but I'm gonna uh, save that because I'm still working through some stuff. I'm gonna uh, talk about probably in the next in the next couple of weeks. But I've been watching a few things. So I've been watching a series on Netflix by the name of Queen of the South. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that uh, that one, Dan. No, no. What's that one about? So this was recommended by one of our guests, Trista Bites. I think this was just must have been, might have been last year. She recommended this. Took me a while to get to it, but I did get to it. So Queen of the South is about a, basically a woman called Teresa who runs, uh, has to flee Mexico after basically getting together with a, a drug runner. So they get together. He is then murdered. That's not a spoiler. That's kind of the premise of the show. And then it's about her trying to, I think trying to, or at least where I am, I've watched two episodes, but trying to find her way in this, in this world. And I imagine avenge <laughs> death uh, of, uh, of her boyfriend in some way. But like I say, I wanted two episodes in. Um, so, but I assume that's, that's what you do after the way uh, it went for her <laughs> in episode one and two. But I, I bring this up, uh, even though I'm quite early, is that this, it really, it really gripped me. Like I, so I mentioned this on the show many times, but uh, I don't binge. Okay. And I didn't binge this, but <laughs> I did get very close. And that is, that is something I was on after the first episode. Cause you know, sometimes you start a new show, you kind of, you want to know what it's about and yeah. you know, do I care about these characters? Do I want to continue? So after this, the first episode, they, they introduce you to the character, the world, and they get you to, to care about this character and what happens mm. to her and then they put her they escalate the situation that she's in so after this first episode i was like i'm in on this i'm following this character <laughs> bring me to the next episode uh, and i want to know how this all this all happens so i kind of actually i need to one of the things i'm going to, need to do more of is like uh, read scripts as a 
writer and uh, story story writer, it's always good to kind of read scripts to break down how people kind of put together uh, whatever it might be, film, in this case, TV show. So I kind of I want to get the the script for this first episode and just read through that because it's, it's really well done that they, they pull the pieces together to make you care about a character and her journey. So yeah, definitely recommend it just based off the two episodes that I've seen so far. <laughs> What's it called again? Queen of the South. Queen of the South. Yeah, so I'm watching it on Netflix. So that's one of the things I'm watching. The one other thing that I've watched, so past tense, but uh, we've been... We've been on the break for a while, so I still wanted to bring this up. Is Loki? Uh, I don't know if you've oh, caught yes. yep. that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, definitely. I finished Loki. Um, you have you finished it? Yeah, yeah. So we won't get into spoilers, but what did you think? What did you think of it? And have have you seen uh, the previous sh- MCU yes. shows? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I watched One Division and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, funny enough, Loki was the one that I thought I would like the least. Like when they first announced all the shows coming out and they said like Loki, I was like, eh, do I care about a Loki show? <laughs> and you know what? It's actually probably out of all the, out of the three that have been released so far, it's probably my favorite, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I, I just love, for some reason, his character just grew on me even more. I like the character dynamics between him and, and, um, Sylvie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love and and with um Owen Wilson's character as well, Mobius. Yeah, Owen Wilson does well. He, he yeah. You know, sometimes uh, some actors get typecast, so when you hear the name, <laughs> yeah. you think, "Oh, I'm going to get this kind of performance." But yeah, he yeah, he he fits. Yeah, he did definitely. Yeah, how about you? What did what do you think? I I liked it, and I saw a lot of mm. the positive feedback and people saying it might be the best show. I didn't. I wouldn't necessarily it's my favorite show though. It didn't. Okay. So I definitely enjoyed it. But it didn't. It didn't get me like the previous two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One division. I think just because it was such a different format, and it was. I mean, what I do like about all these three is that there's there's an underlying theme. So like, one division is sort of about dealing with grief, and I like the way they portrayed that in that sort of in that format. I won't go into spoilers for that, but uh, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of hooked, more intrigued. So the way they did it, it just. It, intri- it hooked me by intrigue, <laughs> if that okay. makes sense. So yeah, I was yeah. like, well, what's going on here? I need to dig deeper. And I remember saying when me and Tazzy were speaking about it at the time that I had to fight the urge to to look up like what is happening with the format of the show. But I was like, no, let me just take it in. I think I know what's happening, but let me I don't want to spoil it. Let me just take it in and 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 receive it as it as it comes. And I think yeah. it was better for that. So I could just discover what's happening. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was more like what i'd expect from an uh, an mcu property and you know that's good or bad depending on your view on on mm-hmm. the mcu but i like again the the, the theme uh, of that and and the themes they was discussing in terms of like not just dealing with the loss of captain america but sam sort of taking over or you know in a position of taking over but not feeling like he's the one and then sort of discussing the issues around race and all that so i like that i like that it went there and then Loki, for me, yeah, it didn't necessarily hit. What I did like is, if I, I love, just from a storytelling perspective, how this linked to the wider MCU and what's coming next. From For me, as someone who is creating stories and creating stories that exist within the shared universe, uh, I love seeing that. Even though I felt that a little bit got in the way of the finale and it, it affected the finale in terms of pacing, but I still love yeah. that. That. yeah no yeah definitely yeah i'm just generally impressed with uh with what's coming out 
Yeah, definitely. It's hard to talk about Loki without sort of giving spoilers, so I'm just going right? yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we'll to... So we'll leave it there. But yeah, if, you, if you've seen it, you know, you know what we mean. So yeah, Disney are, you know, obviously Disney know how to milk a property to, <laughs> to make money and, you know, without being wanting to sound too cynical. If, if you're going to do it, this is not a, the worst way to do it. Yeah. Bringing yeah. out high quality shows and finding new ways to extend this universe and then mm. connect it to the when the films start coming out again and so yeah i'm just like sitting back taking notes like okay this is how yeah. this is how you do it yeah. so basically yeah look out for like my meta <laughs> interconnected but yeah in in some in, in some the multiverse of madness yeah, yeah. Exactly. In, in some multiverse that is already happening i'm just trying to get it to happen in this in this multiverse so um so those are all well some of the stories that we have been enjoying let's now get to our main story discussion Today, we're talking about Rhea and the Last Dragon, a 2021 fantasy action-adventure animation by Disney, who else, and directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada. So we're going to get into like all the, the details and everything, but I'll do a recap of the story. And before I do that, let's get some quick overall impressions. So Dan, you can go first. Let us know what was your overall impressions of this animation. I yeah, I I loved it. I think the story was um was done really well. I guess we'll go into more detail later on, but yeah, I think it was a it, it it's a beautifully animated movie. Yes, yeah, a really likable characters in there, um, and just yeah, really good story with a, a good message at the end. I agree with that. It was de- yeah, definitely a good looking <laughs> animation. It was uh, actually incredible. So yeah, I I also enjoyed it. I um I was ashamed uh, Tazzy isn't here because I know she had seen this and she was uh, one who recommended this. I know she loved it as well. Um, I I was like getting to the theme. This one made it easy because the, the theme was very sort of up top. <laughs> this is what the film is about, and I think it was very timely. And, and as I was putting the notes together, I think I read that the writers and, and director and the team behind it were aware of you know the times we're in and that idea of uh, trust which we'll talk about uh, as we go so i like that it felt like yeah this seems relevant <laughs> to today for better or for, uh, for worse uh, in a sense so yeah i like that i like the the characters i had some issues with some of the ways the characters were not portrayed but developed or sort of mm-hmm. underdeveloped and uh what was the other thing uh for, there was something else there's something else i was gonna uh, mention, but we'll get to it. I'm sure it will come to me. So what I will do is recap the story and then we'll dive uh, even deeper. So this is a story that takes us to the land of Kumandra, which has been ravaged by the Droon, evil spirits that turn people and dragons to stone. Sisu, the last dragon, channels her magic into a gem and banishes the Droon, reviving Kumandra's people, but not the dragons. A power struggle for the gem divides Kumandra's people into five tribes, Fang, Heart, Spine, Talon, and Tail. Heart ends up holding the gem. Fast forward 500 years later, Chief Benja of the Heart tribe trains his daughter, Rhea, to protect the gem. Benja believes the tribes can once again be united and invites the leadership of all five tribes to a feast. Rhea becomes friends with Nomari from the Fang tribe, who tells Rhea the dragon Sisu still exists and can be summoned. Rhea shows Nomari the location of the gem, 
but she betrays Rhea as part of a plot to help Fang steal it. Benja and the other tribes arrive at the scene and start fighting. The gem is then broken in a scuffle and each tribe steals a piece. The Druun reawaken and overtake Hart and its people before spreading throughout the rest of Kamandra. After noticing the Druun don't like water, Benja saves Rhea by throwing her into the river. She watches him be engulfed and petrified by the Druun. Rhea then travels across Kumandra for six years, eventually finding Sisu before resolving to take back the four stolen pieces of the gem in order to reassemble it and use it against the Druun. Rhea and Sisu reclaim gem pieces and meet new friends along the way. Young Boon, Con Baby, who was hilarious, uh, we'll get to that, and Tong, all of which who, all of whom have lost loved ones to the Druun. Not fully trusting the group, Rhea insists Sisu remain disguised as a human, but Sisu reveals herself in order to save Rhea from the Mari at Spine. Sisu then convinces Rhea to befriend the Mari rather than stealing the final gem piece. Rhea returns the dragon pendant the Mari gave her years ago as a gesture of trust. But Namari, torn between defeating the Druun and her responsibility to Fang, threatens the group with a crossbow. Rhea attacks with a sword, causing Namari's crossbow to fire, killing Sisu. Sisu's death causes water to disappear and the Druun to overrun the land. Rhea again fights and this time beats Namari, but realizes her own role in Sisu's death due to her inability to trust and heads instead to help her friends. Namari follows Rhea and saves Tuk Tuk, who I also love by the way, from the Druun, earning Rhea's forgiveness. Rhea urges the others to unite and reassemble the gem, showing her faith in Namari by handing over her piece. The rest follow and Namari assembles the gem to defeat the Druun. With Sisu revived alongside all the victims of the Druun, the group reunites with all their loved ones and the land of Kumandra is reunited once again. The end. So there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to get into with this, but uh, you touched on it, Dan, the, mm-hmm. the visuals. So I'm watching this and I'm like, is, is this the best looking animated film there's ever been? Because it, it looks really good. It does. Um, so I was, I, was uh, I don't know, like, because this, this and I think Moana is probably another one of my favourites. Yeah. First of all, I actually didn't realise until recently that these movies aren't Disney Pixar. I actually thought they were, like I thought whenever I see a cartoon like this, an animated style like this, I always immediately think, oh, it's Disney Pixar. But this no, is actually, Disney, Disney. yeah, this is, yeah, I didn't yeah, realise yeah. that. Um, and I didn't realise the same for Moana as well. But yeah, I, I would say both of them are very, because like, Moana is my daughter's favourite movie. So I've watched it like <laughs> so, so many times. <laughs> times. When, yeah. Like when kids like something. <laughs> exactly. Again and again. Yeah. It's um, like the water effects, the, the hair, everything just looks so beautiful in, in both movies. Um, I would say Raya's colors are more muted. It's, a, yeah, I guess, a more darker. Yeah. It's definitely a more sort of darker sort of movie, I guess, because of the tone of, of everything that's happening as well. Mm. But like the, the hair and the textures when it's like blowing in the wind, the hair in the fur, sorry, textures yeah. when they're blowing in the wind, it just looks amazing. And I think there's a scene at the end where um, Raya's heading back to her home and she's on Tuk Tuk and she's rolling through the field. And you see like all the blades of grass, like, and then the sort of camera pans out and you see the, the, the land, the sun rising and there's like a large archway sort of thing. 
it just, it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful movie that hat, hats off to the the animators who made this yeah and it was on it, it almost looked so good it, in the early stages sort of took me out a little bit because i was just like looking at it like this is yeah, it looks amazing like you say the you mentioned like the fur and the, and the hair like anything fluid so particularly with uh sisu and the dragons uh when sisu's in the water because i mean i've not done animation but i've some awareness of the process uh, enough to know that anything when you're talking like hair fur and fluidity is yeah. difficult to do so you know let alone the because this is a a world inspired by uh southeast asian uh, culture and lands so you've got that side of it just uh, its inspiration and in terms of like the colors and the landscapes and the environments and then you've got like the the deeper details like we mentioned sort of uh, for her and and so on uh, and then things like uh, Rhea, i think for initially her father but then she gets the sword which sort of goes from solid to swinging out like a yeah. dragon's tail which is quite impressive yeah. And then you mentioned the uh, the animation, like hats off to the animation team, because I, I was reading that. So this came out in 2021. So obviously it's been made during a pandemic. So uh, this was from the Temple of Geek that mentioned a, a large majority of the animation was actually done at home during the pandemic. So you had okay. a crew of about 400 people animating and doing all the production from their home. And even wow. the voice wow. acting was done at home with the cast converting their closets and small spaces into okay. impromptu recording spaces which is just <laughs> i didn't know that wow wow that's amazing yeah it just kind of goes to show because it, it's you know we make comics and having to make this comic through the pandemic and thinking that oh wow it's like you know it's it's later than we had initially planned and it's uh, been difficult to pull things together during the pandemic when you got like 400 people <laughs> trying to animate, i can't even imagine a logistical nightmare to yeah, get that yeah. together so yeah definitely hats off like massive hats off to everyone for <laughs> involved in that and then uh, pulling that together and actually getting this out as like i think yeah sometimes we can lose appreciation for that in in terms of video games as well where just to get something out because at the end of the mm. day like people have to make this and people have been through a pandemic so stuff so one of the things actually you mentioned I wanted to pick up on is that uh, you saying like you didn't know this was a Disney film versus Disney Pixar. Yeah, yeah. I did know that going on, but going in. But I can also always tell because, and it's one of the things that makes Pixar films by and large better for me than Disney films because I feel Pixar has a, a, a deeper layer to their to their themes, whereas Disney films, and I felt this watching Raya, and it's not to say I didn't enjoy it, but I, it's something I notice mm -hmm. watching Raya and um, what was the past one? Onward? Is it Onward? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you seen that one? I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that as well, but I could I could tell the difference that it, it was, and I don't know what it is, it's just there's a there's a deeper level of, so you've got like the surface level of what happens, you then mm -hmm. got the, the themes, and then that's where Disney stops, and then Pixar does another level of like, <laughs> okay, challenging I, yeah, the themes I, or bringing in the extra dimensions. So this is what Raya for me didn't have, okay. um, and it's not to say you can't make a good film without it, but just that's what I noticed in terms of the difference between a a film for kids and an all ages mm -hmm. animation that can be enjoyed by kids but also adults. So have you seen Luca? Not yet. No, okay, all right, yeah, but like, I hear that from, yeah, good. from what. It is, it is, yeah, it's very good. 
but um yeah for when, when you've just sort of explained it like that it yeah that definitely makes sense because that's pixar pixar yeah exactly yeah, yeah. okay yeah because i hear that that's really good as yeah most of what <laughs> pixar uh so i do need to watch that but yeah that's why i, I felt i i felt that watching like um like again this is me so personally what i uh, enjoy missing that that extra layer in the themes but uh yeah we'll talk about themes a bit uh a bit later on so uh, out of interest because uh you are a father has your child seen this is yes so we um what was the verdict she i think moana's still her favorite but oh is it? okay okay <laughs> yeah but um no I, I, yeah i mean she she watched it she sat down and she watched it but um yeah it's it's not it's not her favorite mm. yeah, it's always uh yeah like kind of what what kids like and why they like yeah i think i think again as well because moana for example is such a it's a brighter movie isn't it it's more colorful yeah a lot more songs in there as well singing and stuff like that so yeah that's, that's a good point it doesn't have any songs yeah 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 you know what that just occurred to me that uh, <laughs> yeah okay yeah i guess that that does count for something doesn't it <laughs> kids love songs <laughs> oh yeah man who doesn't love a good disney song <laughs> i can uh yeah there's a few i can listen to uh, <laughs> i can listen to over and over so the other thing that this does have is representation and you know it's something that especially now has always been spoken about but i do think it's important and i think it's important for different reasons like one just on a sort of creative basis of just if you tell the same stories from the same perspectives whatever that perspective is over and over again it's going to get boring like <laughs> the whatever the perspective is if you, you just repeat um all the time it's going to get boring so having different perspectives uh, like we talked about the animation exploring different worlds so with this being a story with southeast asian representation we're looking at places like uh, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, just all being brought into the mix in terms of character designs, in terms of like the, the visual environments that we're seeing. Female representation in terms of like, not just the main character, in fact, not just the protagonist, the antagonist, and I guess the sidekick character, because you know, there's always Disney as their sidekick character all filled by female roles. So that was, that was good to see as well. And like how that impacts the the narratives and the relationships between the the characters. So yeah, I guess yeah, for you is that something that impacts what you show for your daughter? And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, like I I tried to to be honest, I tried to get away from just showing her the you know the typical Snow White, Sleeping Beauty type movies. I want her to sort of see like a variety of different movies, and I'm glad that they are making or they're starting to make a lot more different like disney themselves are starting to make a lot more different or represent different cultures and things like that so um yeah hopefully they can keep it up i'm still waiting for an an african princess for example movie because we haven't i don't think we've had one have we so yeah they've got that they've uh well they have don't they have it yet but they um so i don't know if you saw this there's a disney plus show coming and it's being made by disney and from a uh, in collaboration with a team called kigali media Oh yes, yes, I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I know those guys. So I've, I mean, I haven't uh, spoken to them in a while, um, but because when you know, back in the old world when we did have conventions, uh, <laughs> so I'd see them at conventions, and so their whole thing is comics based on African culture. So taking those stories, putting them into the protagonists, into the narratives. Uh, so yeah, last year I just saw like a post that, like they've been <laughs> working with Disney to do a Disney Plus show. So I'm like, wow, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't even, how do I do that? How do I get that? Deal? But, 
um yeah no hats off to them so i know at least one there <laughs> disney have got uh one that's coming uh, i think it's it's next year yeah it's 2022 okay cool so but yeah no it's important because i think also for yeah like you say showing your daughter other young people from different backgrounds that i think when they when they see themselves it and again, I know we've spoken about it on the show and people might have heard it elsewhere, but it, it does matter. Like, this is kind of actually a sad story. But um, so earlier today, I was I was doing a workshop and um, there were two young young girls and we were talking about stories that they know or trying to get inspiration for them to then go and make their own. And they, they brought up, I think it was, it was no, Cinderella. It was Cinderella they brought up. And... One of them was saying, like, you know, Cinderella, she's uh, in this situation and she's been made to work by a stepmother and people don't like her and she's made to work like a slave. And, and she said something like to feel that she's black or something like that. Okay. Uh, and it, just in my mind, it was just that connection with like that kind of situation to to being black. And yeah, it, it's one of those things when I hear you try and kind of, you know, discuss and, and talk around those those issues so that they don't go away <laughs> just mm. thinking that but that's why it matters because when you when that's what you see over and over again you internalize that uh, as and these were two young black girls you internalize that so it matters like what we see in the media as to what people take in and what they yeah, kind of operate on yeah so that was just a just random but uh sort of um, sad <laughs> story in a way but that's why i think it's important to see like these characters from different backgrounds and see them in a variety of situations so not just like the one stereotypical situations but like mm -hmm. i said we've got a protagonist who's female we have an antagonist who's female and then we have like the i don't know the kooky sidekick who's, who's also a <laughs> uh, female as well so yeah always uh important thing so I mean, let's let's talk about the characters for a bit because there were a lot of notable characters, um, and I do like how they they linked to the themes. Were there any that stood out for you? Yeah, so yes, I I, I liked I liked all of them. And what I would say, <laughs> I don't want to be sort of negative about it, but I would okay. say Rhea and Namari were probably my least favorite characters. I did find them slightly one dimensional. So I think Rhea I, what, in particular mm -hmm. was like a because she was like the I remember I had it in my notes she's like the the typical Disney protagonist like she's got a, a good heart yeah she's skilled but a little not much to her a little boring yeah yeah and I, I think because of that I think like the the other characters that she meets um, like Tong who was like uh, was he he was like the village leader of one of the the other nations I I just really liked his character. I know, right? <laughs> it was, yeah, Tom was funny. Quite sad as well. It was. It was. He reminded me a bit of um, Drax. He had a sort of, there was something about him, like he was a really strong character, but at the same time, he was like sensitive. And obviously he formed that bond with um, the baby. Yes. With, uh, and he was funny as well. Yeah. Annoyed. Annoyed. <laughs> so yeah, like he was, he was one of my favorites and, and also Sisu as well. Um, Aquafina. Uh, yeah. Love her yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, she brought her her character into that role. Yeah, I I did like I liked Namari, or I liked what Namari represented. So we had uh, Rhea as Rhea's protagonist, but her her father in particular as sort of representing that trust. So if we go to themes, like he was <laughs> he was just yeah, trust people, and you have to take the first step. 
Um, and there was a point that where he was talking because early on he was like teaching Rhea about the gem and you know training her, and then it was like, oh, we're gonna invite the tribes over. So he's preparing the meal, and then uh, Rhea's like, aren't they our enemies? And he knows there we have to. Someone has to take the first step. And I'm like, this guy isn't going to survive this <laughs> this film. It reminded me of, um, have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of Ned. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. In season one, when Ned, and spoiler alert for Game Game of Thrones, it ends badly. Um, but no. Uh, so, um, uh, so Ned, when he's having a conversation with Cersei, and I'm just like, this guy is too good for this world. Like you're right, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but this is not the people. You're you're not amongst these people. You're you're amongst like people who do not care and uh, just will kill you. So when um, uh, Benja is talking about like yeah, peace and love, I'm like I love it. Like I'm I'm with you, but I don't think these are the people that are into this peace and love. So yeah, I was like this guy is not gonna he's not gonna make it very far. Although he was, I guess he was proved right in the end, but yeah. <laughs> so he had that. And then uh, Namari for me was sort of the kind of, not quite the opposite, but well, I guess, yeah, the opposite because she she could not be trusted. So she she betrayed Rhea. So I quite like that. But then she had her own inner conflict in terms of, yeah, yeah. yeah wanting to help well, help her land, but knowing she's doing the wrong thing, I think. Yeah, that, I mean, that's true. That's true. She She had a better arc than Rhea did throughout the movie. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, Ray is like the, I guess, the vessel for us as the protagonist, like moving through it and moving through everything. But yeah, she was cool. But I, I get what you're saying. So I did like, I did like Tong. I liked, I like Con Baby. That was true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think her actual name uh, we found out from Tong is uh, Little Noi. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just going with Con Baby because. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. It's like, why is there a baby putting a cord on, <laughs> uh, on on us? Like here, and uh, who's the Obun? Oh yeah, the one who had the boat, didn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sort of yeah, kind of entrepreneurial yeah, kid yeah. with the <laughs> with the boat restaurant and everything. I love that. He's like, because they were on the when they got to the boat, it's like we need to go. He's like, no, this this boat doesn't go anywhere but they they get him out and they see they're being chased by like fang it's like it's going to cost you extra it's like as <laughs> a little <laughs> businessman right there but what did you think of sisu yeah i like sisu I, I think do you know what before the movie came out i guess i had an idea of what the movie would be like um and that's sort of like the portrayal of dra- dragons and things like that and obviously when you see dragons in in other sort of animated movies or just movies in general, they're always sort of like big and I guess scary-ish sort of monsters and lots of things like that or mythical creatures. But Cece was just really sort of pure of heart character and just a really lovable character. Like, yeah, so, and funny as well. So yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked, um, I liked the, um, the, the character design as well. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And she had her, uh, like we talked earlier about like the fur and, and the fluid, mm, like yeah. a lot of that was around her and that looked really good. And then just her as a, as a character, because she had, so again, going to like the theme of, uh, of trust. And she was the one, one reminding Rhea that you can trust people. Whereas yeah, Rhea after the being betrayed by Namari was like, you know, we can't trust anyone. Uh, I can't trust them. People over there stay as a human, but Sisu was the one who was sort of pushing her to, I remember that you can trust. She was, she was kind of like uh, Benja uh, in yeah. that way, like an extension of him. So that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like yeah, in that sense, and she saw the saw the good in people. 
Yeah, yeah, which is good. Like I say, Ned Stark kind of uh, doesn't sometimes doesn't work out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to remember that. Like, not everyone is out to get you. Although, not sorry, not although that that didn't come out well. But on that on that line, there was a really good, uh, really good bit of dialogue in. I think I think yeah, it was Raya and Sisu because Raya was saying uh, she has a line that goes, "Yeah, well, the world's broken. You can't trust anyone." And Sisu comes back with, or maybe it's broken because you don't trust anyone. That was like the best line. And if we just encapsulated everything, it's like, it's, it's one of those things that just made you think, like, like I say, this kind of a timely story uh, and narrative about trust. And it's like, yeah, yeah. kind of makes you think. Actually, the other line I, I really loved is uh, with Tong, <laughs> where he first captures Rhea and Sisu. And uh, he said something, I can't remember the exact exchange but like mango came up and sisu's like oh i love mango and tong's like of course you love mango only a tongueless cretin would have oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. yeah that was a funny bit <laughs> yeah so no i liked uh sisu the, the uh one of the things that i was thinking about and like tell me what you think about this this is more mm-hmm. this is less a raya and a last dragon problem more a disney mm-hmm. problem but um so I, watching this and uh, just listen, hearing the characters speak, it wasn't like the voice acting was really good and sort of everyone delivered. It was just the the lines themselves. So it felt like for a film that's set in like, you know, Southeast Asian sort of way, some of the dialogue just felt almost like too current. <laughs> if that I, makes I get sense. what you mean. Yeah, I get you. Do you know what? I, I, I Was it? I'm not sure if it was with Rare that I was watching or it was something else, but I, I know exactly what you mean. It it sort of takes you out of the moment. It's like, it, yeah, those characters it, shouldn't be saying that because it yes. doesn't exist in that time, sort of thing. Yeah, there was one in particular where where Sisu was first summoned, so she first came back, and Rhea was talking to her about the gem. So yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Sisu, like the legend, is she put the magic into the gem, banished the um banished the druids. Then Sisu kind of was saying like, ah, actually it wasn't all me. I was doing it on behalf of my sort of uh, my brothers and sister dragons. And she said it's like a group project where you come in late and you, yeah, you still it. get the same mark. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's I, I understand that because <laughs> I've been in that scenario, but you shouldn't you shouldn't know about that. You're, yeah, you're one exactly. you're a dragon <laughs> and two, this is like some uh, I don't know what what land in Commander they have like group projects and stuff. <laughs> like so that kind of took me out a little bit. And there's a there's a few cases like where and like I said, I think it's a Disney thing where mm. in an effort to try and be I don't know trying to get the audience like the I guess the young young audience they just put those lines in but it sort of takes yeah. it out of the 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 theme of where the story is set. Yeah, and no, I I hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent. It's um it does take you out of the of the moment of it, and I think they even in Moana they do the same thing. I think um the rock character makes a joke about um tweeting at one point, uh... and it's like. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not a big deal but it's just sort of like, uh, like yeah no it's, it's not like a, that in yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not like uh, i'm gonna turn this off and walk out kind of thing but yeah it's like uh i wonder if it's the kind of thing that makes me wonder as much as i love disney at least in terms of like creative sort of output of their stuff is um if someone else is making this what would what would that sound like in this case what would that dialogue 
uh, sound like it? Would it be more quote unquote authentic? Mm. But hey, what are you going to do? Is they they own everything? Um, <laughs> that's a whole, whole other uh, situation. But yeah, did you have any favorite like moments um, or set pieces from the film? I did. I did like the very beginning when um, Raya's training with her dad or just just about she's just about to train with him and she's like sneaking into the um the vault where, where the gems kept and um yeah she's like going through the traps and then goes through the door and then you have the water that sort of goes up the steps i just think that whole that whole scene there was just really just really well done and also at the end when you have all the dragons coming back and oh yeah you know, they're all sort of dancing through the sky and I, yeah i like that how about yourself i quite like I'm trying to remember what land it was, but you know when uh, Sisu, they get to the land and Rhea tells Sisu to like stay, just stay on a boat. And oh, yeah. Yeah, Sisu yeah. doesn't. Mm, yeah. uh, and then she learns about credit. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. That was, yeah, that was, that was a funny moment. It's like, um, oh, yeah, just get on credit. And she, so you just see her just take off stuff. It's like, I'll get this on credit. I'll get this on credit. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got, you got to pay for it. So, no, I don't it's even on, know it's you. Yeah. It's like, we don't know you. We don't, we don't, we're not giving you credit. And then that, I thought that was hilarious. Like, uh, yeah, just get on credit, you know. And like, like humans do, like adults do. <laughs> And actually, that led to another interesting moment where the that uh, old lady comes. Oh yeah, yeah, and sort of helps her out. But then she's the she's the one who got to be distrustful. Speaking of trust, yeah. Um, yeah. Of so that's a kind of it was a funny moment. It kind of led to a uh, sort of good moment for the themes of the story about trust and who do you trust, and especially for that character Sisu, because like you say, she wants to see the good in people, and she's very trusting. And that gets her into some bad situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another actually moment I liked is Tong. And uh, enjoyed isn't the right word, but just his character got a bit of extra death when you find out he's the only one in in the village, which is quite sad. But mm. it's sort of, yeah, it was a moment that kind of made me uh, care about that character uh, a bit more because he, when you first meet him, he's got this like, basically this act, this like bravado act and then you find that oh actually he's lost everyone uh yeah. and that's yeah that was pretty sad but yeah, yeah i thought that was a, it was not a good moment but as uh as it's fitting for the story i think that's that's one of the reasons why i liked his character as well he's just it was just he was just a nice character yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he seemed like a nice guy he's also he had that moment like he was the only one who actually bothered to find out Conway's yeah. name. <laughs> It's like it's on her label. Like, none of you, <laughs> none of you think to check. Like it's just con baby. <laughs> yeah, no, that was funny. So yeah, I want to touch on some of the the themes as well, and just like explore some of those. So thankfully, this is one that did not have to work too hard to pick out the themes because it does make it clear like these are the themes. So it talks about trust, and like I said, it's kind of. Yeah, it's fitting for where we are now because just as I as I was watching it and watching the intro, uh, like where it's Rhea's uh, voiceover and she's giving you the backstory about the the history of uh, Comanji and how everything was united until the dragons uh, left and then people kind of yeah people start fighting <laughs> and everything got split yeah. up. Uh, and no one trusted each other. I'm like, oh man, that's uh, that's where we are now. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> except there's no gem <laughs> yeah uh so I, I do love yeah when stories kind of because that's the thing about stories like just make you think about the world you're in now and and some of the things you're that sort of your or we are doing and i felt they yeah unfortunately captured that pretty well that lack of trust and then specifically the moment where after namari had betrayed Rhea, and then mm-hmm. everyone sort of is in that like chamber and then when they see the the gem and it breaks and everyone just scrambles to get to their piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah i was like wow right <laughs> yeah that that's that's <laughs> <humans are> terrible <laughs> that's exactly what would happen yeah that's the thing right yeah <laughs> just, just give me my piece i don't know i don't care if it's broken just give me my piece and i'm gonna go so yeah that was quite sad but <laughs> i'm trying to think of a happier um <laughs> uh, a happier oh you know the the fight scenes especially the one outside uh i think it was spine because after they meet tong and that was from spine so oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. uh i did like the the fight scenes um in that that one in particular and then that's mm. where sisu kind of reveals herself to be a dragon and just stuns everyone so i, I did like that moment as well yeah the fight scenes in this were, were pretty good like that pretty well done and i i did like Ray's father like i said he uh that mm. whole thing of trust he you know he's he's right it's just yeah it's, it's a difficult <laughs> one to to kind of carry out in in, in practice but yeah mm. he's he's right and he's he's a pretty cool character yeah. uh, and he had the like i said he represented the the trusting side of things and he kind of yeah just highlighted that for for there to be trust someone's got to take the first step i can't remember his mm. exact line but yeah i felt that was kind of a, a a good a good lesson to learn whatever whatever age you are and then the other theme so as well as trust they had this idea of shared loss yeah i thought that was really cool because you had these characters that kind of joining joining Rhea on her journey so she picks them up one by one and you then learn and she learns that they are yeah they're all sort of a victim of yeah, loss yeah. they've all lost yeah. someone um yeah. at the hands of the Druun. yeah definitely you know at the end it's um going again with another guardians of the galaxy analogy here but it, it actually did remind me a bit of guardians of the galaxy having all these different characters come in together oh, yeah. and then sort of the you know their differences sort of uniting them and then bringing them together for this sort of common purpose and you know like at the end when they all sort of give the gem to um namari and then they sort of stand together mm. and then they sort of get turned to stone i just thought that that reminded me a lot of sort of like the first the end of the first gardens of the galaxy where they sort of hold hands and the energy sort of flowing through them oh yeah i didn't even think of that <laughs> Yeah, it just it just had that 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 image in my head, and um, yeah, and I, I uh, yeah, there's a whole there's a lot of a lot of a lot of themes of sort of differences coming together, you know, uniting, trusting people. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a really good theme, really good theme for the for the it movie is, and resilience as well. Because I think on the same day or the day after I watched uh, Raya, and I was putting together the notes, I was listening uh, to a podcast with a tedx talk podcast mm-hmm. thing and it was about resilience and how everyone experiences loss but then how do you cope with that so it was by i'm going to put this in the show notes just for anyone who's because i think it, it might be helpful for for anyone really because so it's audio but it's audio of a like if you know ted talks it's like done in 
in an, in front of an audience and all that. So, but in the audio, you hear the the person giving a talk who is a resilience researcher Lucy Hone, and she starts off by asking people. She's like everyone who has been through X Y Z. So she names like a sort of tragic event, like who's suffered, you know, loss in the family or or some kind of rejection or been fired or whatever it might be. It's like everyone who's been through this stand up. And she's like, everyone who's been through ABC, stand up. And everyone is like, and she goes on for, for a while. And in the end, she's like, now everyone's standing because everyone has okay, been, been through, through something. some yeah. kind of loss. And it's one of those reminders that, oh, yeah, what you're going through, other people might have gone through as well. And then she goes on to talk about sort of how people can come through and uh, overcome. She talks about her own loss and losing her, her daughter. Um, as well but um yeah just reminded me i can't remember if i watched it just before i watched Ray or just after but i just linked the two things together because that moment where you see the character together and then you discover like they've all been through some loss but they're all kind of in this thing together to help Raya to bring back sisu and and mm-hmm. like cast away the, the druids but yeah it's that shared shared loss that resilience so yeah i'll put that link in the in the show notes for people and then, like I mentioned, the other theme was the <laughs> the broken nation, uh, which uh, seems unfortunately fitting for the times that we're in right now. Just like, yeah, just division, um, whatever that, whatever lines that division might may be across. So, yeah, I don't know where if there's much else to say for that one in particular. Just yeah, it fits. <laughs> so, before we wrap this part, there's another thing that I wanted to mention, and. I don't know if you heard this, but before, so I watched this for the first time just before podcast, but I'd obviously know of the film and heard about it. And one of the things that I'd heard about is the comparison between this and Avatar, The Last Airbender. Have you watched Avatar? I The, the movie, the, the show. Um, Shaman, oh, the show, no. Yeah. Okay. Not properly, not properly, you no. seen the film? I've seen, yeah, yeah. Okay, apparently, I haven't seen the film. Apparently, you shouldn't have either. But uh, I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can say the the film is not the show. I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, the show uh, again. People listening, we did a whole episode on this. Or no, uh, it's one of my favorites. I think I, for my money, I'm just going to put this out there. For my money, is one of the best animated shows. Yeah, just full stop. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah my, my sister keeps getting me to try and, to um to watch it, so I need to I need to sit down and watch I it one day. Highly recommend it. I'm uh, we're not going to go into all that because otherwise we'll do another podcast uh, <laughs> on that. But I'm very high on that show. I think from a, I think it's a good show. Anyways, obviously it's Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. so it's a quote unquote kids show, but it's way deeper than that. It talks about sort of very difficult themes around like war genocide and uh, and, and lots of uh, loss around that and then it has uh that kind of uh i don't know i don't know if it's specifically southeast asian but in terms of its characters mm-hmm. so when i'd heard about the comparison i was i was expecting like a basically a ripoff of, of like raya to have taken elements of uh, uh the last airbender so I don't know, it's difficult because you, you haven't seen it. But what I found is that they're not, they weren't the same. But yeah, but what I was thinking is it might have been, and it, it goes to this thing about representation where Avatar Last Airbender being one of the few, I don't know of any others, but are kind of based in that in that region and take mm-hmm. from that, uh, take that inspiration. 
So when another one comes across, it's easy to say, oh, this is just like that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whereas to me that kind of says, this is why it's important not to have just the one <laughs> show of you know this particular representation or like the one black film, but to have many so you yeah. don't need that. And I know I was looking at, as I was putting the notes together, I saw some images where there were moments, I think, particularly with uh, young Rhea, um, in terms of like wardrobe to actually not even Avatar, The Last Airbender, but the follow-up uh, Legend of Korra series and, and the main character there. And you can see that, but then it's like, well, what do you expect if it's, if it's based off the same region? You're going to get similarities yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, so for me, it's just kind of, yeah, showcasing why we need more, uh, more representation and more stories from different regions. So we don't just have the one other thing you can point to. We have multiple, and then you people can understand that. Yeah, you can you can have similarities because we have similarities in other shows. But just because they're so more uh, abundant, you don't necessarily point out. Well, you yeah, know, Batman and Superman yeah. are both I don't know white, so <laughs> they're ripping yeah. off each other. So it's that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely watch avatar i i will i will yeah, I, I need to i need to put some time aside and... <laughs> yeah. uh yeah let me know you, what you think uh when you do all right cool so yeah that um we enjoyed it uh we those are our thoughts let us know uh what you think uh as always uh, you can give us your feedback on this episode's story discussion uh if you enjoyed Raya, what do you think um you know disney disney versus disney pixar uh, and those stories, and particularly the representation elements of the protagonist and the land and sort of uh, the visuals as well. Because, And if there is a better looking animation, yeah, point us to it, because I'm trying to think. Man. Maybe Toy Story 4 was, was pretty good as well. I don't think it was as good as this, though. But No, I yeah. don't think it was. Yeah. No. But again, yeah, hats off for making that during the pandemic. So, um, all right. So we're now going to go into this week's storytelling tip each time we do a deep dive on the podcast i like to pull out a storytelling tip for others to consider when making their own stories so this is a consideration from someone who also creates stories and likes to learn from the techniques or mistakes of others so for today's episode i wanted to discuss adding depth to your story's characters so we talked about the characters uh, already and then how we kind of which ones we uh we liked um who we didn't like maybe one of the things that kind of left me wanting a little bit more as i was watching raya was some of these side characters i say side characters they were quite important um uh, the characters like con baby <laughs> uh like tong and like boon so we saw some of their background and their shared loss but i felt that we could have seen a bit more depth in their characters. So there's that moment where we find out that each of the characters is essentially alone and has suffered loss at the hands of the Druun. And I just felt that this could have been built on more to give each character a bit more depth than they actually got. So I recognize that is a relatively short film. So I think it was a couple of hours. So uh, you don't need a whole lot because we had our main characters in Rhea, Namari, and Sisu, but that felt like their backstory could have been expanded on uh, to at least explain how they got to where they are specifically, because as it was, they all felt 
a bit similar at um other than sort of service level differences in looks and things in that they'd all they'd all lost something and it'd all be alone but they could have done more so what i'm talking about essentially is creating uh, rounded characters versus flat characters so if we think about rounded characters and how they tend to be the main characters in your story so obviously characters like uh like Rhea, they're characters that have the goal and they change so it's the uh the reader i was gonna say the reader the viewer your audience of your story uh having to learn details about the character and just more attention given to their backstory so backstory being sort of things that have happened to the the character prior to this this particular story um so whereas a flat character tend to be the minor characters in a story so it's characters that might not necessarily change all that much uh during the story but they're there to contribute in relation usually to the protagonist and their journey so it's worth keeping in mind that it's not possible to add like true depth to every character in your story and neither should you whether you're writing or it's a visual thing there's only so much space so you do need a mix of flat and rounded characters and having a flat character isn't necessarily a bad thing if they're there to be flat on purpose speaking of avatar uh, an example uh, of this is the uh, character toff in avatar who on the outside she remains largely the same character uh, so one that hasn't changed as obviously as the others on team avatar now it's arguable because her thing her internal change is that she becomes someone more willing to ask for and give help but in a larger sense she remains largely the same character uh, or in finding nemo we see the sea turtle crush who is another example of a flat character so he kind of personifies the stereotypical surfer guy uh, in the film and he's a minor character but he helps the main characters uh on the way to their goal so you can have flat characters that is fine uh, if they're done on purpose the thing that came to my mind as i was watching raya and the last dragon is that given how key these characters were to raya's journey it felt slightly lacking that they weren't given a bit more rounding on the journey so for example how did con baby end up as a pickpocket how did that happen like i know she lost um they all lost but how did she particularly end up in that situation uh why does boone end up in this floating restaurant things like that could have been explored a bit more give a bit more depth to those characters as they made their way on the journey so here are four things to keep in mind when creating more rounded characters uh, so one of the obvious things is giving your character a clear goal so something that they are striving towards so this is typically reserved for your protagonist but can also be something relative to your antagonist and any side characters and that's where you get your interesting kind of dynamics when uh, goals kind of match or when they clash if they match why these characters go on the same journey for the time that they do things like that so that gives your story stakes giving them a clear goal. Uh, number two is identifying strengths and weaknesses uh, for those rounded characters. So strengths is usually the easy one. 
and even when I do my workshops uh, with uh, young people creating their own stories, strengths is always like that comes out first. Either they've got powers or they can do certain things. That's easy. Weaknesses tend to be harder. Like what your characters lack and how does that make it interesting uh, in your story? So that's another thing to consider for creating those rounded characters. Uh, and an, an important one for rounded characters is that character arc and change. So it's that they were at this point at the beginning of the story and because of the journey they were on they've now changed in some way so i feel that's another thing with these characters from raya is that and arguably raya uh, as well they don't necessarily change too much and maybe there could be something that uh, the characters learn at the end of their their journey that could have added a bit more depth so that's another thing and then uh, the fourth and the last one is the personal experience specifically your personal experience as the creator of the story so as you're creating your characters to give them more depth consider giving them some of your personal experience of things that you have gone through that are relevant to the story so an example uh, to look at my matter universe uh, i mentioned we are working on a new manga and this manga is one that has been set in a pandemic scenario so it's the characters from Sirius having to uh, kind of work their way navigate their way through just this unprecedented situation and deal with sort of the fear self-doubt um from a sort of business side but also the personal kind of um issues that you know many of us have been through and as I'm writing that story I'm taking personal experience of my own of things that I've seen and putting that into the characters so that just gives them more relatability as well as depth because if you've been through something it's likely someone else has has been through experience that same thing so to get your characters to be someone that your audience cares about in some way uh, and that's kind of part of the the goal here you want to remember like the experiences that you have had and yeah consider where where it makes sense to adding them to your character's experience too. Uh, so yeah, those are some thoughts, some tips to consider when making rounded characters. Also remember, flat characters are fine if they're there to be flat. So there's going to be a video version of this and other tips that we uh, do in the podcast at some point on YouTube. So we're working through getting those created as well. You can send us your storytelling tips and we would read them out on the show. So whether it's a comic, manga, video game, book, something else, send them to feedback at myamada.com or join our Discord and let us know there. Uh, so before we check out for today, let's find out what our guest is up to. So Dan, tell us... Uh, yeah, are you up, are there any particular projects that you're up to and where can people find out about your work? Right. Um, so, yes, if you want to check out my work, um, I, I sort of cover gaming and movies, TV series, sort of everything sort of geeky, really, on my YouTube channel, which is at Dan's Distillery. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dan2Di2. I'm um, not really doing any projects at the moment. I've just got a few reviews on the on the channel at the moment just did a, a black widow review so if you've seen that okay come and check out the review what did you think without spoiling any... without spoiling i yeah i liked it i thought it was, it, it's not the best um mcu movie but yeah i think it was it was different 
or something that's different, I think that might throw people off a little bit in a sense that it's not it's not your typical, you know, I've got superpowers, look what yeah. I can do, I can shoot this out of my hands and stuff like that. So um so yeah, it's uh yeah, it's definitely worth watching though. I liked it. Okay. Um so yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm up to at the moment. Yeah, just doing some reviews and that's me. All right, we'll um put those link in the show notes and uh also that Black Widow uh review as well. We'll we'll put that in there so people can uh check that out and see what you thought in more detail. So yeah, Dan, thank you for joining me uh on this episode. Um so we at least had two legs of this yeah. <laughs> uh, of this chair or table thing. I don't know what kind of analogy I'm using here, but thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, definitely thanks for having me on. Love being on. So yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, maybe in future we can get you to meet Tazzy. I mean, you've met him before, but on a yeah, story yeah. episode, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll make that happen. So uh, if you have enjoyed this episode of Story X Story, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode. And you can go back and listen to all our previous episodes. We've done over 70 now, which is kind of crazy to think about. So we're closing in on 100 episodes. But uh, yeah, check them all out. Also, think about giving us a rating, hopefully five stars and a review wherever you are able to review your podcast. This helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussions. Yeah, just help us uh, spread the word. So if you've got someone who's into discussions around stories, let them know, send them a link, do what you need to do. And don't forget to check out our own stories on the Maya Meadow website. So we've got a number of titles. I talked about the new release, Serious Through the Fog. Uh, but if you head to myamada.com forward slash manga, you will see the current titles that we have and have been producing over the past, uh, yeah, many, many years now. Uh, and for any of the gamers in the audience, you can check out the Gamepad Discord and our new Studio 77 membership for exclusive access to Gamepad events and content from the Myamada universe. So the Discord is free, just jump in that. And uh, also our gamepad online events are free uh, and the membership is something we're building uh we're building up to be able to do more in terms of promoting inclusion and diversity through video games uh, and we're going to be adding to that we've got some plans for uh for this year for the rest of this year into next year in terms of uh, providing opportunities for young people to develop and work their way into the industry gain experience and uh yeah just get to know more about how to yeah how to work uh in in games as for the podcast we release new episodes on thursdays and those include creator interviews video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture you can always give us a shout directly our email address is feedback at myamada.com and our website with links to describe to subscribe is myamada.com forward slash story x story Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe and watch out for con babies. They are among us. <laughs> Take care, everyone.